0: Hello and a big warm welcome to you. My name's Marion Rose and today I have Nick Wilson with me again as part of our ongoing conversations about everything psychospiritual. Welcome, Nick.
1: Thank you. How are you doing?
0: <laughs> well. <laughs> do you want the, the long answer or the, <laughs> or the,
1: the short quick, answer kind of with
0: answer. <laughs> yes. I'll skip over that uh, (laughs) question, (laughs) but I love the title that you came up for our episode today, as within so without. So we thought we might talk uh, really in particular, focusing on internal relationships and outer relationships. So of course, with the Marion Method work, anyone who's familiar with it, there is love and will and conversations with life, and as part of the love work, there is connecting with our inner loving presences there's often a journey that we go on where when we connect with the inner loving version of someone so that might be our inner loving mother or inner Mm -hmm. beloved or whoever it is and often has really powerful effects on the outer relationships we have with the equivalent person so we thought we might really share us about some of the magic that happens in that whole process
1: yeah I think this is such a big was such a big part in my journey definitely to see that because I had heard of people going through that and having miraculous changes in relationships in the outside world. And I hadn't actually experienced it myself until this year. Yeah. I think it's something that a lot of people will definitely res- resonate with.
0: Yes. And I love what you were sharing as well, before we started recording and something I often talk about with mentees that often, I'd say particularly with our parents that there are so often younger parts of us who really want to experience like really, really being deeply heard and deeply understood and really getting to say things in relation to what happened when we were children, often or teenagers, and to have our parents really being able to respond to us in ways that we really want. And often because they they grew up in early years where often being able to listen with empathy, without taking things personally, without judging oneself or the other is, is often rarer. I think so often people need to go through a process of actually really mourning. Maybe they actually might not ever get that from their parents. And so there's often a process of really mourning and grieving, not only not receiving in the past, but the way that we often may keep on trying, and I hear this often with mentees, that they might be still like going again and again and again to perhaps their dad, and they're trying to communicate something and they keep getting to experience the same painful response, which might be whatever it is, whether it's lack of empathy or judgment or whatever, and there's something that's really powerful about the process where we often need to actually be unwilling to put our younger parts back in that situation again we come in and say actually i'm not winning i'm not winning to put these younger parts me back in this re- relationship and i'm actually going to really connect with really mourning that this may never happen
1: yeah yeah and i think that's such a that was such a big difference in understanding that because it's it often becomes quite part of the patterning as well that when those things come up and you're looking for that like you said to be seen and heard and it's not happening and the younger parts are getting heard, and they're there, and they're they're showing up in the way that they do. And having in a loving presence process is so amazing for being there for that younger part and for witnessing it and giving the love that that they so wanted and desired back then. And then there's just this point that that comes, I think, when you are you're doing that and you're doing the process and. It is, it's almost like a protection that is, I'm just not willing to do that to myself anymore. I'm just not willing to get to that point when it's this younger part has received a lot of love and it's continuing to come up and just, like you said, not willing to put that younger part in that position anymore to continue to feel those, those pains and just revisit those traumas over and over and over again. And I love what you said. And I, I think in my own journey, it felt like a letting go of you know, looking for that. And I, I love that you explained it in the way of not putting your younger part in that because it is a choice. It's a choice that we make when we either go into that younger part and have an expectation that's not met with what we want it to be met with. And then we're in that situation. And and the way that I sort of saw it in my own journey was that it was this letting go of not wanting to experience that anymore. And also just dropping the expectation of having the outer person act or talk or respond in a certain way, because that. And, and I don't particularly like the phrase "managing expectations," because I, I that's a bit tricky sometimes when we're talking about these things. But I do. I do think it is. It is really getting to that point when you you're really just accepting that other person in real life exactly as they are, with all of their own traumas and their own pains and their own upbringing. You know, issues and. I think the second that you sort of get to that point when you 100% go, you know what, I I love you unconditionally because it's almost like we we can't, not that we can't, but I was telling myself, well, I, I can't ask to be loved unconditionally if I'm not doing the same. And as you said, quite often our parents grow up in these different eras, completely different styles of parenting. You know, lots of them had been, their parents had been through war and, and all sorts of different things that you just, you know, are just so unimaginable. Most of the time, and of course, they've picked up all of these, I guess, survival, you know, ways that what they were treated. And yeah, I guess I've just, when I realised that that was sort of a choice that I was making to continually put that expectation and continually expect something to happen, it wasn't happening. There was that, like, oh, okay, I don't have to do that to myself anymore. I can just choose not to do that, and you know, to accept however it comes and not take it personally myself.
0: Such a relief, isn't it? I remember going through the same process myself. And but of course, we're not giving up on actually receiving that because what right. we're saying is to the younger parts is actually I'm willing to receive that in either into or both internally from my inner loving mother and my inner loving father, and externally from people who really are able to listen, are able to give empathy, are able to meet us in the way or meet those younger parts in the way that we've always longed for. There's something really powerful about that that where we really say I'm going to take care of these younger parts I'm going to make sure they do get their needs met and they do get to be heard or whatever the specifics are for us it usually is being heard and receiving empathy there's something really powerful that happens when we say because we're basically also saying in a way in that time machine of the past we're, we're in a way getting in between them being hurt again and again and again we're getting it in there and we're saying i'm not actually willing for you to be in this position again where you're going to get hurt i'm here it's that's the will work isn't it i'm not willing for this to happen yet again and i am willing to really experience receiving that deep love compassion empathy it's something really powerful that happens in that pivotal moment isn't there
1: yeah, absolutely. And you you take back your power in that moment because you know all the expectation and the you know I want them to be like this and I want them to say this to me and I want them. It's just it's giving away your power to for happiness in that moment and for happiness in you know experiencing the relationship as as it is almost. And and if, you know if it's your parents, there are there's beautiful things to see as well. It's not maybe not exactly how you you want it to be all the time, but yeah. In my own experience, I I sort of just stopped doing. So stopped, stopped expecting them to answer exactly how I wanted them to answer and then feeling disappointed. For example, me in a loving mother presence, I, I think that was probably one of the harder ones for me to really cultivate that beautiful inner feeling and that, that inner you know, garden around that presence coming in. It took me a long time to, to really connect with that and, and receive that love and really feel it deep. And I know a long, a long time there, there was quite a few times when I couldn't even come up with any phrases. And, and you mentioned to me like, Oh, what would you say to your daughter? I was like, okay, that's the in for me because that was my, you know, that was my way in. And when I started, you know, going, okay, well, what would I say to Bella? I would say this, or I would say that. And then again, it was just the start of saying it to myself. I still didn't feel it, feel it, feel it. And then there was just this moment. And it was very much in conjunction with the letting go of my outer expectations with, with, that relationship and then, yeah, really just going inward and and really fulfilling and filling my cup that way. Yeah.
0: I love hearing that. And then it's such a paradox, isn't it? Because then actually, and I really experienced this and so many mentees have as well, is then there's often this surprise because from this beautiful inner relationship that, that's where there is, the receiving of the love and the empathy and the unconditional compassion, all the things, is then I've heard so many times from people and they suddenly go, oh my gosh, you would not believe the conversation I've just had with my mum, my dad, or my partner, or my brother, or whoever it is, where actually they start saying the words that our inner loving presences say to us. And it's it's just this kind of magic that this in a relationship that we've supported and developed we've we've mourned and and and, and, and like given up on yeah, being winning for the possibility that we will never receive that externally actually paradoxically frees up to for us to actually hear what we've been longing to hear and be met in the ways we've been longing to be met and seen so, it's so incredible
1: oh, it's amazing. and it's so and it's quite painful I know I've spoken to quite a few people who have been through this sort of situation and it's that that whole idea of letting go and as you said it's like a mourning it's almost like you're you're mourning the death of what the relationship could have been like or, or what the relationship or how you wanted the relationship to be like so however you you know created that in your mind that this is how for example a mother and daughter relationship should be or this is how a father daughter relationship should be and there's all this you know creation of and that's what you're mourning, you're mourning that 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 may never happen. And it's an acceptance of going, yep. Okay. Well that may never happen. And it's quite sad. There's, there's a a sadness to it. And I remember I did actually pass through this with my ex and with Bella's father as well in thinking about that relationship and, how I always wanted it to be a certain way. And I'm still, yeah, still very much on the journey of that inner loving presence as well, but I've already seen huge changes in that, but I think it doesn't, yeah, I want people to know it doesn't come without that. It is a little bit painful and it is a little bit sad. And then it's even more joyous to have your inner loving presences there because they can be there for that part as well. And so because they're there all the time, there's this beautiful consistency and just, unconditional love and you're not there grieving something by yourself You're, you're always supported and and yeah then paradoxically it's like somebody sprinkles some you know fairy dust over it and all of a sudden they start reacting and responding in these most beautiful ways and it's just it's really miraculous like it's really quite a miracle the energetic shifts that happen when we are in a certain place and not in that place of you know, needing, needing, needing and not, not getting, you've actually filled your own cup and you've, you've, you've come to that place of, yeah, no matter what happens, I'm okay. No matter what happens, I'm loved. No matter what happens, I have this beautiful, you know, place that I can access whenever. And then all of a sudden that just, yeah, shows in the outside world. And that's just the most beautiful thing, really.
0: Mm, So beautiful, isn't it? I I remember so many times of mentees coming to a session or leaving a a Voxer voice note saying you never believe what my mum just said to me <laughs> so incredible. I experienced that as well with an ex that I'd done a lot lots and lots and lots of inner work in relation to and we ended up uh, reconnecting her on Facebook and he ended up literally, I mean, this, this is a relationship from many, many, many years ago. He literally ended up saying all the things that <laughs> that my inner beloved had said to me. Well, well, actually, the inner, so we have our inner beloved, but we also have the, we can connect with the inner loving version of any person which can be really helpful in the short term as well as the long term and so i literally had all these beautiful reparative phrases that i had experienced in doing in a loving presence processes in relation to things that had happened between us and then i and i'd actually didn't really need to hear them from him because i'd really experienced that deep healing and it was so wonderful to just freely go oh thank, and actually he didn't he said some other things i said you know what i'd really love it if you if you did want to say you know these are the things that are painful would you be willing to say those and he was really oh, happy to to respond and embellish and it was beautiful i made a little canva a little meme that i've still got for myself that says those things in there so yeah, it's, oh, it's so much it's so magic and that's what i love too is that we can not only in this big deeper long-term process but in shorter term things like i still do this with a With the mother, well, actually, the father of my children. I'm sure he won't mind me showing. That sometimes I'll ask him to listen to younger parts of me. You know, not little, but you know, just maybe 10 years ago or 15 years ago or something. And sometimes he's not willing, and so I'll just connect him with the inner loving version of him, and I'll and I'll say all the things. And the inner loving version of him will, or the soul version of him, will respond with empathy and really hearing me. And I might have a bit of a cry, and then I feel this beautiful relief and. I really love the sense exactly what we're talking about is that this when we connect with our inner loving presences, it doesn't replace outer loving support. It actually supports us to be more and more willing to receive that from the outside. That's my experience. I wonder if that is yours as well, is that we get more and more used to receiving empathy and compassion. It becomes just what we expect more and more and more. That's been my experience of that. Of course I receive that on the outside world,
1: (laughs) which was totally
0: not, which was completely (laughs) the opposite to what I used to be.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And that's probably why it is a little bit difficult, isn't it? Because there's just, there's like, oh, well, the world's not like that. Nobody's going to say that to me. And we grow up in this way where we're like, well, that's, you know, that's almost not like, I don't like the word deserve, but you know, we don't deserve to be that because it's just not normal and, and that sort of thing. But uh, yeah. And I love, I love what you mentioned that it's you can make it so specific and that's what I it's one of the main things that I love so much about the Marion method in general is that it's just, it's not airy fairy, just surface level. And you say a few affirmations and you feel better. This is like absolute tailored to you and only you can create it and only you can make it, you know, as incredible as what you wanted to like, it's, it's completely everything that you want exactly for you in the way that you want to say it and hear it and feel it because like in, for example, in the course of you know relationships and things like that, every person is different, and you're going to need to hear different things from different people for it to really sit and have that reparative feeling. And so, you know, like you said, you've got your inner beloved, which is like the, you know, <laughs> for me it's like the ideal. Like this is like my perfect guy. This is this, and then you've got you know your your ex partners and things like that, and you know. I know he's not going to say that. So I, could, I, I couldn't I could connect with that because that's my ideal person. And he was clearly not my ideal person. So he's not going to say exactly what, you know, So there's no one size fits all, which I just love about it. So, yeah, I love that I can create or not create, but I can access and connect to that in a loving version of him where I really needed to hear some things you know that's a it was a very specific situation that we went through that was very, very painful and I a long time before I knew this work I I really struggled with the fact that I would never get to say certain things ever again. And I was almost grieving the fact that, it had ended but we you know when it did end and it didn't end on great terms at the time that was one thing that i found really really difficult i had all these things that i needed to say and express and and have him hear me and and get me and understand me and not to just i guess have a perception of me that was whatever the perception was that he had of me when we ended and so when this work came and i started really diving into it i I really, really enjoyed and loved that I could go, okay, I can just speak to the soul version of him. And that was so comforting. And so just, it, it just allowed me to, and, and like you said, I, I cried and I, I released, and I was so connected to that soul version of him. And it was so powerful, just that. in And so how I then responded to him as the time went on, because I was Accessing this this healing and accessing these conversations that I was having with him, when it came time to speak to him face to face, it was like, like all of that emotional weight had sort of gone. Like it wasn't diminished completely, but it was definitely gone. And so I was less reactive in the actual face to face conversations. I was more connected to love, to seeing his side of things, to being more empathetic to how he ended, rather than being so caught up in all of these things that I just you know so. I just found that whole experience so extremely helpful in specifically in separations, I guess, when you may not or if there was a death of somebody and you may not be able to to say those things and receive those things. I think this work for those sorts of things is just so incredibly powerful.
0: Yeah, I really experienced that as well, like with my dad who isn't here in this world anymore to get to actually to healing, go through those healing things and to really hear those beautiful words and experience the power things it's so beautiful and i when you were talking as well i love hearing also from mentees who who are in partnerships who maybe there's been a bit of a a big um, like there's been a kind of a conflict and maybe they've they've gone away to their bedroom and connected in with the inner or well, the soul version of their partner and just really received some empathy in this thing and then actually gone back to, wow. to the conversation with a bit exactly as you said with a bit less charge being able to actually speak more from the soul self of of love and will rather than more probably younger parts or more reactive parts and actually then to get to have a really helpful healing discussion together sometimes that can be really helpful too like in the moment and i find that too like, you know we can have it in a loving or soul version connect with the soul versions of our children
1: i was just um, about to say that'd be really helpful in those moments when you're about to you know yes. the child's going yes. doing their things really undesirable things and you're kind of like i just need a minute in my bedroom to connect with the soul version of you <laughs> yes so <laughs> <With that. laughs> hey,
0: i really appreciate I love you. it i know this <clears throat> is hard <odd. laughs> and yeah. the same with our parents as well that we can even just momentarily even whilst we're in the middle of the discussion sometimes i find like i can just close my eyes and connect in like with my inner loving mother and just to hear hear one sentence and that helps me just feel calmer and more relaxed Mm -hmm. and can continue the conversation it's really helpful isn't it these having this internal yeah the, the loving presences are so helpful
1: toolbox. It is. It's just this toolbox that you get when you do any sort of Marion method work. It's just this toolbox that, and I actually wrote about this this week about, I love how it's so tangible and it's things that are really, really helpful in the moment, no matter what the moment is, no matter what it brings for you, you can access these things, whether it's love and empathy that you need, or whether it's, you know, deciding if you're willing or not willing for something, it's these really tangible things that, You know, you might have a few sessions with a with a Marion Method mentor and you, you know, you learn how to do it and you've got, you know, beautiful people standing in for the soul versions, which is so powerful as well. And then it's like this thing, you, you get what you need, and then you can go and do that and use it in your own life at any time. There's none of this, you know, you don't feel, and I think that's probably where a lot of therapeutic practices fall down, is that the people end up relying on having to have that session or relying on having to whatever it is they don't actually get given tools to go and really not only improve that situation but just really live a, from a really completely inspired place you know just on a day-to-day basis and I know you use these practices all the time and so do I and 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 even people that are just dipping their toe in in you in, in a loving presence process or they might do a willingness practice it just becomes such a part of your daily living and for me especially I've just found my life is just skyrocketed in terms of, you know, not really worrying about too many things because if something undesirable happens, I've got my inner loving presence there. If something, you know, needs a really big decision made, I've got a really clear way to go, okay, how do I really feel about that? And it's not just how do I feel about that? And I make a decision based on a, a thought that I might've had. It's like, how do I really feel? And then my, all of my energy is either directed to that because I'm so willing to do it, or I'm so clear about my no that I don't worry about it anymore. Once I've got a no, I actually, that's done. I don't even go back to check on it anymore. So it's this yeah, real beautiful progression of just having this toolbox upon, yeah, things that you can access all the time.
0: Yeah, I love that. And that was always my desire to having done lots of things for many years where I hadn't, I, I, I was still... And of course we still do need outer support. And that's what we've been clarifying, but actually to have in, inner practices that really actually make a difference in the moment to yeah. to you know to be really yeah, really connecting increasingly with how loving and powerful we are more and more and more and more. Mm, something else you said as well. Now I completely forgot it, and I'm really willing to remember it again because it was really, really, so really, oh no! I now I'm remembering, and see so even that I find that a really helpful thing. Whereas it, until maybe a few years, maybe about three years ago, I'd I'd forget something, and it may be on a podcast or something. I go, oh darn, and I just kind of give up. And now I'm always like, and I'm so willing for to remember it again, and, <laughs> and I and I do. <laughs> and now I've probably forgotten it. No, I've remembered. Um, <laughs> I also really love exactly as you said touched on as psychospiritual mentors or marimetha mentals, mentors It's so i find it such an honor to step in for the soul version of somebody else's whether it's their mother or father or whoever it is and actually get to really stand in for that role and really receive and hear the things that the person really wants to say and to respond and to offer those reparative phrases It's something so honoring about that and beautiful and yummy and to actually get to see people you know cry or have tears or feel really moved and actually feel this relief of like oh my gosh finally I actually got to say the thing and I actually got to be really heard and I actually got to receive the the reparative experience that I've been longing for for 20 years or 30 years or however long it is such a yummy process to go through.
1: I, I remember that was my first introduction to that when we did that willingness session for that. That was my very, I had no idea that that was sort of even possible and I hadn't even really embarked on the inner loving present process part of the journey. I kind of came in at will and then had to I'm make my no way around. But I remember so clearly that session and I actually didn't, when you asked me, I I clearly remember going, I actually have no idea what you mean because <laughs> I think you said, would you like me to stand in to the, for the soul version of him? And I just sort of went, yeah, sure. I actually had no idea what was coming next and I clearly remember you putting your hair up in a in a ponytail and after we'd started, you know, we started talking and you you know you were asking me questions like, you know, what would you like to say and and I just remember getting to a point when my eyes were closed and I was crying so much. It was really as if I was speaking to him and that was my first when I came out of that session, I was just blown away by how light I felt the lightest I'd felt since the separation. It was just so so powerful, and I think maybe if I hadn't experienced that with with you in that that two way sort of scenario, as people will do if they you know do sessions with a mentor, that, that's a really I think it's a really beautiful way to get started in doing that because sometimes you know you might go and sit down, you might not know what, how to really interact in that way. So to have somebody stand in for that is a beautiful way to to really get into that. Um, to understand how that would work and how you could then do it by yourself, so.
0: It's really this process, isn't it, that I often say what what was outer, so our outer relationships when we're growing up become internalized, so they become inner, so that becomes how we respond to our needs and our feelings, our inner dialogue, and then what is inner becomes outer, so as we support those changes within, which includes relationships with mentors or doing our own inner work, that actually changes internally and then externally different things show up that that actually match that it's really yummy isn't it magical
1: yeah so magical (laughs) and I love doing like with the with you know taking this work down the generations and and offering it you know to your children as well you know what I see with with my daughter is that because I am that outer loving presence very quickly now, if she's having a problem, if she's not there, she she instantly she's actually said to me like, oh, I, I just think sometimes what would Mum say to me in this moment? So she connects to her inner presences based on what she's heard, and so I think that's really you know powerful in themselves as well. We you know we talk about just having that that just because somebody said something, or if some you know if you're upset by what somebody says, she she doesn't actually take that on as her own and start getting upset about it, whether it's kids at school or, you know, her dad or, or my mom or whoever has said anything that, you know, she doesn't ever think it's sort of about her so that it doesn't ever, I guess, get to a point when she's, you know, saying those things to herself. I think she's, she, she's actually shown me that she's, she stops and she, she goes, okay, yeah, that's not me. Or I, I can tell myself this and then I feel better or whatever it is. So I just think these, yeah, going down the generations, it's, yeah, life-changing for them
0: oh, so beautiful isn't it that psychospiritual parenting and 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 doing that parallel process that we're doing that psychospiritual reparenting and and at the same time the, the spiritual parenting if, if you're a parent mm-hmm. to actually get to say those things and do those things and remodel really that for them so it becomes a, they don't need to redo it well ideally <laughs> they won't need to redo it again <laughs>
1: yeah definitely yes I'm I'm not perfect but yes (laughs) I definitely can see a difference in it and I'm actually doing the psychospiritual parenting course at the moment as well and yeah a lot of it I'm just looking at my own journey and my own parenting because it's so much about us you know supporting ourselves and and filling our own cups and being there for ourselves and then the reactivity just almost never happens because you're so like the word accountable but that is it I'm responsible. responsible. <laughs> yes. Yeah,
0: responsible. That self-responsibility. Is that what Self- you're, yes, yeah.
1: self-responsibility for how for how I'm feeling and for how you know how much energy I have or how much patience I have or what, all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I'm really really enjoying that.
0: Mm, so yummy, isn't it? That increasing compassion, 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 internal compassion. So yummy, so yummy, and I find just make such a difference like i like you asked me earlier on how do I feel and I've got I've had my back and I've got a bit, a bit my feelings for now and 2022 has been a hard year and just before we started the call I was connecting with my inner loving mother and she's just saying hey sweetheart I'm right here with you and oh it's been a hard year I hear you and I just could feel this beautiful soft energy <laughs> <sighs> like a, being like under a lovely pink I'll duvet, say, pink duvet. Yeah. And just like, ah, <laughs> oh. <laughs> like that energy in my body really. So the the discomfort was still there and the, yeah. uh, you know, that, but that alongsideness, that withness, that presence with, even whilst we're feeling to me, that's really transformed so much that, with it has been a hard year and I had lots of physical things, which is really unusual for me. But even in the midst of the most hard, painful experiences, to have my inner loving mother and actually all my inner loving presence is there with me, it really has transformed physical sensations as well as emotional ones to go, yeah, I'm not alone with them. It's really, and I'm not fighting them, which paradoxically often supports them to, to leave more quickly when they've been really heard, whatever the reason that they're there to be, to be helping us hear something or understand something or move something.
1: Yeah. And I love that because quite often, you know, we live in, in a culture where if you're sick, you still go to work. And if you do these, you force yourself to do it, you get up and get on with the job. And it's just this really hard. We end up forcing ourselves when we're not feeling well or forcing ourselves when we really just do not have the spaciousness to be doing things. So it's always completely against your will. And then you end up going into this oh, and there's, the, I guess, the for me, the upset and the sadness. But I don't want to force myself. I don't want to do that. And then everything just feels harder and more challenging. Whereas having the inner loving presences there, they're, they're so supportive in when you aren't feeling well. And you're also then able to check in whether you're still willing to do it. And it might be a case of you're really feeling so unwell that you are not willing to do it and you don't do it. But then there's no shaming or criticism or judgment of you not wanting to do it. It's just a, okay, you're not willing to do it and that's okay. So there's either side of what happens. You're either doing something with full willingness and this beautiful, supportive, loving presence behind you. And even though you may not be feeling well, you're willing and you're supported. So you're still there and you're still being able to to get the things done that you ideally did want to do at some point, you know, possibly depending what it is. But you did ideally want to do it at some point. i guess if if i'm feeling really sick and i just oh, i just don't want to do it and then i'm feeling alone and then i'm feeling upset because i'm feeling alone and all of these things it just sort of domino, it has this domino effect and then you may go you know a few weeks or whatever without doing what you wanted to do and then comes the gosh i haven't done that and i should have done this and it just really snowballs and just having those presences there like you said just in that moment you may not be feeling a hundred percent, but you're you're comforted and you're supported and you're there and you're you know you're still showing up in the way that you can with that loving support behind you. It's just it's such a different way to show up in the world to how most of us grow up and you know and how most of us live as adults, even you know still still doing those things that quite often well not quite often but sometimes we're not willing to do. And you know I was quite sick. Week before, week before last, really lost count of the days. Maybe a week ago, I was very, very sick, and my daughter was sick as well. And there was just this. Although I was feeling very, very physically drained, and very, I was nauseous, and I had ear aches, and it was just really, really painful to be awake. I just wanted to be asleep. And there was the voice in my head, like, "Oh, you need to cook dinner, and you need to do this, you need to do that, because she can't do it by herself," and my inner loving mother was there just going, you don't need to do anything, darling. You can just just lay on the sofa. You know, if she's hungry, she'll eat. She knows how to get an apple. She knows how to. And then, you know, I, I ended up saying to my daughter, you know, maybe, maybe you could think of something for dinner. And she went in and cooked herself scrambled eggs for the first time. And I was just laying on the sofa, like, you know, if I'd forced myself, I would have felt awful. But there I was with my inner loving mother stroking my hair and just going, that's okay. She'll be all right. I'll make sure she doesn't get Burned, and I'll make sure she's. You know, you can see her from the kitchen, and it was just such an enjoyable experience. That many times in the past, I would have been okay, and I would have dragged myself and probably stayed sick for longer because I didn't rest. So, yeah, it's just such a different way to live.
0: Yeah, and it's, I love you bring up will and internal coercion, and that's transformed for me as well. And what I love too is that it's similar in terms of the the internal and the external is the when we increasingly are unwilling to coerce ourselves and I remember kind of making a statement a couple of years ago which is I'm not willing to ever coerce myself ever to do anything and and I'm sure there are very very mild things that I do that I maybe don't not aware of but I don't coerce myself when I have a no and I experience that externally as well I just don't not only do I not coerce myself to do things practically but i don't experience other people coercing me to do stuff either so it's, it's really interesting isn't as, as we are increasingly unwilling to do things internally yeah. that again radiates out externally whereas i used to experience it all the time and i'm like no i just i just thought of that when i when you said no don't i don't hear people coercing me to do stuff yeah. Kind of and and
1: it's much a self-coercion, isn't it? That's almost like the hardest one was the hardest one for me to sort of get around was the self-coercion because, you know, especially things like being sick and having time off work. That was just something that I never did. I never took sick days. I, I could be bleeding out my eyes and I would have turned up at work, you know, because why I'm a hard worker and, you know, I do, I, you know, don't want to let people down. And I, whatever it is, you know, all those sort of layers of why I forced and coerced myself to go to work. And, you know, even up until the start of last year, I was very much still feeling so responsible if I was going to have a day off because there was only one other person or because for whatever reason. And I had so much freedom when I was sick last year and when I was sick this year, had two sort of weeks in the last two years where I just was like, I am not going to force myself to go to work. I always feel worse. I'm just going to lay here and I'm going to get better. And when I'm better, I'll go back to work, you know. And it was just this freedom of myself just free from my, you know, yeah, the the deep, deep seated conditioning of having to do stuff, you know, just, you know, she should go to school. And I'm like, she's sick. She's not going to school. That's it. Like that was just not even a question. Yeah. And nobody bothered us. Nobody. Everybody just wished us well and there was no, you know, would you mind doing this or could you do this for a little bit? Like there was just nothing. There was just like, yep, sure, just let me know when you're better. And it was just this, yeah, incredible change. Your, your no is very powerful as is the yes, isn't it? It's just yes. this like ripple effect of people. They just don't do anything. It just changes. The energy just changes the other people.
0: Yes. That i really love and you know, i love how you've explained that or shared about that as well with your daughter in terms of when she said a clear no and uh, i've experienced so many times i'm sure you have too there's something particularly about you know hearing a, that the power of a nine-year-old child to say no and adults go oh okay when it's really clear i'm not willing compared yeah. to that an angry no or a frustrated no which of course send love to all of those but the power of the neo no which we'll we'll be doing a whole episode on at some point and again, that internal state when we are clear, we're really not winning for something. How that that is that as within, so without. That really has a huge effect on the responses of the people and beings
1: around us. Yeah, yeah. Because it's so clear. It's so clear for us that that our energy just shifts in a way that people just don't even try to challenge it. It's almost like you said. There's no emotion behind it. There's no screaming and there's no no and I don't want to and I don't know there's none of that it's just this almost I just see it like a like a very calm face and you just sort of it's a no like and half the time I'm smiling these days I smile when it's a no and I have it's like they probably think you're you know making fun of them or something but I just when I have a no it's just it's even it's laughable to me that I would even change that even consider changing my mind as soon as I'm like it's a no oh no it's a no no it's a no like there's just no no going back so don't bother asking me or don't it's just a no and then really there's almost no conversation that happens after it so yes yeah, oh. <laughs> <Word,
0: when> you... <laughs> well, no but when you well, I can't remember the word you say when you both say the same word at the same time yes. Jinx,
1: there you go. My, my daughter's favourite game. And then, you know, it goes on to go personal jinx and then mm. only the only person who can say your name is the person who said personal jinx. Oh. And I've been trying to tell her that when there's only two people in the house, this could go on for a while. So I've had, I'm like I'm not willing to play personal jinx. I'll play jinx but I'm not willing to play personal jinx. But she could leave me quiet for quite some time. And it's a beautiful power reversal game. I'll mm. give her that. But then sometimes I try and say something, end up turning it into a a sign game, which is ending up quite funny as well. But anyway, <laughs> that's a whole side story.
0: <laughs> yum.
1: yum, yum, yum. Hmm.
0: Is there anything else you want to include this one? I think we're nearly finished.
1: No, I was just, I was just thinking, it was it's been quite alive for me this week, and I am in a period of time where I, it's come up for me again. since so this was something that happened quite a long time ago and it's come up with a different relationship and I'm seeing it from a a, a very different perspective now. So I'm looking forward to seeing, seeing how this plays out. I'll report back. <laughs> yeah. I think it's once you know that this is how it goes and you know, there is that that grieving period and then there's, you know, the things that change as you go through, I think it's, I'm not concerned, I guess I had this really big fear before when I didn't, when I had the whole, you know, it's never going to change. And now that I've seen that it does actually change, I, I have almost zero fear of, you know, what could possibly happen in this current situation. So either way, it's going to be better. So I think it, that in itself is just another little ticket to freedom from this work is that you just don't, I don't spend my whole day worrying about it. It's It's going to be what it's going to be. And I know that it has the power to change. So, yeah
0: yeah i love that i love the reminder too i loved our conversation and as, as we speak and say oh there's there's that thing that's happening i can go in and, and connect in with my inner loving version of that person so thank you <laughs> it's always great isn't it when we when we go we're going oh yes it's such a beautiful opportunity mm, nick would you like to share about your offerings and where people can find you and all the things Yes. And what are um, you doing? I said that offering, same thing. <laughs>
1: yeah, what are we doing at the moment? So I had a, I, I finished my live round of my course on the 29th of November. So I've had a few days of just sort of, yeah, checking in with my willingness about what's next. So, yeah, the website is coming up this week. Yay. <laughs> parenting.com.au. That's been another nine-month pregnancy. But that's all coming out, and I'm so happy with it. I'm really, really excited that and I want I'm working on a little seven days to fill your cup just a little short course for the end of the year because I think lots of people would be nice for the new year to yeah think about what they want and how they want their life to look. So a little kind of taster for that. And yes I think we're going to do something together. A little well not a little I don't know if it's a little might be little might be big. I don't know yet like an introduction to the Marion method. I've had lots and lots of my friends inquiring what's it you do now? And I'm like, oh, it's the Marion Method. You're going to be invited to a workshop. So it'll be some sort of, yeah, workshop introduction. If you are just getting started, yeah, it would be something. I'm excited about that.
0: Mm, yeah me too what are you doing what well, do you want i also also to before i show i'd love to show too about your one-on-one offerings as well so that oh yes. people want support with well with the things that we're talking about today
1: yeah I'm yeah, yeah. Um, yeah this week i've been writing lots about what i'm grateful for and i think a lot of those things come from me finding my willingness around those different areas of life so yeah i'm, I'm loving to do one-on-one sessions with people for everything there's so many things going on at the moment with mentees and i'm just seeing how amazing this work is you can just it's for everything it's absolutely for everything and everybody so yeah definitely just that i enjoy the journeys the longer journeys with people because you can see they come in with one sort of situation and then by the end of the journey there's like complete transformation you know and i'm i'm really loving that so yeah i offer one month three month and six month journeys At the moment. And I just I love it. I love, 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 love getting to know people and yeah, sharing this work.
0: Mm, Yay. So you're so so yummy, isn't it? So yummy.
1: I always come out like this huge smile, sore cheeks, and just like, you know, kick towards the dance, towards the kitchen. So much fun.
0: Yes. So I'm excited about our offering as it unveils itself as well, which I imagine is going to be fairly soon and at the moment i have my great a christmas great the christmas you I love-, love which I, <laughs> just came to me suddenly so that's that's got some lovingness and willingness and actually it's got a connecting it with and an inner loving version of people if we have feelings showing up at this time of year in relation to particular people there's some opportunity to do some healing there so i'm really happy about that love that download and i'm um, yeah i'm talking about my offerings for next year my one-on-one mentoring so i'm going to be offering my a year with marion and a new thing a month with marion which could also be so it be really more like focused things so that could be like working with will or it could be working with in loving presences or it could be working with psychospiritual money or so it really gives people an opportunity to to dive in deep with one particular area so i'm excited about that okay. too. <laughs> Yeah, cool. Yay well thanks Nick I love our conversations and thank you everyone for listening we really look forward to seeing you next time Or, well we really look forward to talking to you and imagining (laughs) you listening to us (laughs) next time
1: (laughs) yes definitely thank you
0: lots of love